We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today wherever you listen to podcasts. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum, one of the best sports and recreation podcasts in the world. I'm your host, Nick Day. It's at the Lame Shows where you can find me. Big ups to all the members of the Patreon. You know who you are. Congrats. Thank you for the support. If you are a member of the Patreon, you're welcome. 5-0 and against the spread in week one. 3-0 and on the game totals. The betting exclusive every week. Oh, man, what a week. Starting out the gates hot. DFS Fridays went really, really well as well. So it was a fun, it was a fun week one of the NFL season. And there's a lot to get to. I'm going to be flying solo on this one because I couldn't get, my guests had to reschedule and I needed a pod because I'm finally going to get back into that lame jitsu. We're starting up again. The gyms have opened here in New York. Of course, mask on. You know, but very interesting week one, man. A lot of hot takes, a lot of overreactions. But I think this year it's going to be a lot different than years past because we haven't had a proper offseason in the NFL due to the coronavirus. Uh, that was a voice crack, by the way, bedtime. But 
with the with COVID, COVID nineteen, the coronavirus, whatever you want to frame it, or however you say it, there was no off season. There was no inner squad uh, practices, right? Uh, Texans and Chargers practicing together, or Pats and Bills. No, that's not possible. But you get what I mean, right? You always see these things of these teams in hard knocks. They always bring in two teams this year, a little bit different because you had the chargers and the Rams in the same venue and in the same city. But for the most part, you didn't have a proper preseason. You didn't have, uh, proper practices. I had a brutal, brutal take. And one thing that I was really, I felt really strongly about. And a lot of people consensus around the industry felt this way from a daily fantasy and fantasy football perspective, but also tying that into real football. A lot of players didn't have a chance to mesh with their new quarterback or on a new offense that they were on. And I felt strongly about fading DeAndre Hopkins in the first month of the season because he held out for a new contract or he was injured, whichever one you felt stronger about but I feel as if him signing that new deal and then coming out and hanging 14 catches a career high and over 150 yards and uh and scoring touchdowns it showed you that sometimes talent is talent and you bet on talent and that's exactly what happened with DeAndre Hopkins I thought Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald would have been the guys to spotlight early on in the first couple of weeks until DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray, who them two have never played in a game together, were going to mesh. So it seemed like talent prevailed, right? Devontae Adams and Rodgers fucking went apeshit in that game. Aaron Rodgers, I think we could open that up, that conversation up. It seemed like Aaron Rodgers took this game very personal, took the offseason very personal, the... Aaron Rodgers revenge season, the the FU season that a lot of people have coined. Look, they go out and they don't do nothing in the draft to help them. If you take a look at what the Packers first round pick, second round pick, third round picks did, no catches, no passes, no rushing yards, nothing. Rodgers came out and slung dick all over Minnesota. Minnesota, who was with three new defensive backs, a brand new defensive line. Hunter was out. Yannick coming in late. It just seemed like such a home run spot for Aaron Rodgers. And I felt really confident about him. Talked him up on DFS, him and Adams. Adams was my favorite wide receiver play of the entire slate. Put up like a 40 spot on DraftKings, which was crazy. And he definitely won you guys a lot, a lot of your fantasy matchups. But it just showed you that the chemistry between those two guys was very apparent from the opening snap. And Rodgers was going to force feed the ball to the guys that he knew. And that guy being Devontae Adams. So I was very pleased to see Rodgers kind of turn back the clock and remind us how great he really is. And that's exactly what you saw. That was a big, big win in a game in which they were underdogs in going into Minnesota. Um, a lot of people picking Minnesota to win the division. On the flip side, you have a team in Minnesota who pays Dalvin Cook $63 million on Saturday, and he only outsnaps the backup by 11 snaps and only outtouched them by three. It's always a hot button debate whether or not you should or shouldn't pay running backs. 
that contract might come back to hurt them because if I'm giving you $63 million, you better be my bell cow back and you should be dominating the snaps. I need like a 80. I need Christian McCaffrey is what I need. Christian McCaffrey came out. Nothing fell off from a usage perspective for him last year into this year. Uh, played about 88. I think it was 88 or 90% of the snaps. That's what I want if I'm going to break the bank for you. Even Ezekiel yesterday on Sunday Night Football. I know the Cowboys lost, but it was um, something that I liked what I saw. You know, new regime, same shit with Christian McCaffrey. Played 65 of the 68 running back snaps. So, like, that's more than, what I say, 88%? Congrats. I played myself. But, you know, you saw a lot of the same shit from the year before, right? The NFC North and the AFC East were the only two divisions to play in division games against each other, and that's going to be really telling. You know, last year, week one, 2019, 11 of the 12 playoff teams won. The only exception being the Houston Texans, who lost to a playoff team in the New Orleans Saints on that awesome Monday Night Football game. So week one does matter, right? 11 of the 12 teams last year won week one. So sure, is it an overreaction? Yeah, like a lot of shit is an overreaction. Like I'm not going to throw away the last three years of watching Mitchell Trubisky and all of a sudden crown him as a savior in Chicago because he had one really great, not going to take anything away from him, a great closeout to the game. But it is a little bit misleading as well because they were down 17 points and it was because the Lions secondary was healthy. And the most telling stat of that game, in my opinion, was Trubisky before the Desmond Trufant injury, which the Lions brought in Desmond Trufant after giving up Darius late, and they get Okuda. Okuda didn't play yesterday. 11 for 25 with 150 yards, no touchdowns when Desmond Trufant was in the game. After Trufant gets hurt, Trubisky 9 for 11, 92 yards and three touchdowns. So that was a very savvy move by Trubisky, though. So I got to show him some love going after the backup coming in there. And they came back. And, and despite all that, DeAndre Swift, you got to catch the rock there, bro. I would have cut him. I, I, I'd be the worst GM in all of professional sports. I would have cut him before he got back to the sideline, before he got back into the huddle. Stafford hit him in a bad spot. It hit him in between his two numbers right on his chest. I guess that's not where we want the football to go. Drops that ball. But the biggest thing with Detroit is for as much as I like Detroit this year, and I still do. I'm not going to really overreact. I still felt like they had the best offseason of all the teams in that division. It's very alarming that in the last three years, you spend two second-round picks on running backs, and they get out-snapped by a guy you signed last Monday, a week ago. So... I don't know what's going on over there. Hell of a win to fight back for the Chicago Bears. Rough, rough loss for the Detroit Lions. I think Detroit's going to look back at that game and be like, damn, son, we really blew that shit. And that might that might hold them back from making the playoffs. So hats off to both Green Bay and to Chicago. The other thing that I saw that was kind of an extreme was... And I don't know if this is a hot take, but I text my buddy Dylan this. And I was like, yo, we're going to play five months in the NFL just to have the same team win the Super Bowl again. And it's the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, 
Clyde Edwards Alaire is a problem. And they just got so many weapons. Tyreek, Kelsey, Watkins leading the team in targets. Hardman, non-factor. But I think he's going to really benefit whenever Tyreek Hill is out if he ever does miss time. That's when I would want to highlight a guy like Hardman. Demarcus Robinson should have had two touchdowns, and then he'd be everyone's number one waiver priority. And then you got Edwards Hilaire, who they kind of unleashed him, right? No running back had that many touches with Patrick Mahomes during the Mahomes era. Uh, I should say rushes. And with no preseason, they ran him into the ground. And the reports coming out of Kansas City from all the beat riders over there and some of the people that I know in KC was that it was going to be more of a timeshare. I do think that inside the five-yard line, you're going to be seeing more Darrell Williams because Edwards Hilaire got depleted every time he would try to run into the end zone. So that's something that I do think you're going to be seeing a lot of Edwards Hilaire being on the sideline on like a first and goal from the four-yard line and just having Darrell Williams run it in there. Um, Cam, Cam looked good. 15 carries, had two touchdowns. Uh Kind of had some nice chemistry with Julian Edelman. But it was fun. It was fun watching the Patriots like that. Cam Newton has me rooting for the Pats. Actually, I always rooted for the Pats because the Pats, no problem with me. I'm a Giants fan, and the Giants beat them when it matters. So I have no hard feelings to the New England Patriots. Cam Newton, if, I, if I'm Miami, like, come on, bro. Like, three interceptions by Fitzpatrick, just give us Tua. Give us Tua. If you're a young QB, put him in there right away. As long as he's not beaten up, battered, and bruised by his offensive line, who I think Miami has improved their offensive line, especially what they did this offseason in this draft, addressing it in the draft. Unless you have a jet situation staying in that division where I think Sam Darnold might be damaged goods, and I'm ready to have that conversation on Sam Darnold. He's not being protected. Watson was not being protected. Andrew Luck was not being protected early on in their career. So if Miami could at least protect... Tua, like, yo, let that dude go in there and just sling it. Let him go in there and sling. Go through the growing pains now. You just want to leave this season knowing that you have an answer there at quarterback with some big quarterback coming out next year. And it's not that much of a stretch. I think what Arizona has done the last couple of years has shown you that even if you take a guy in the first round and you don't feel confident in him, bro, just take another quarterback until you get it right. Keep taking quarterbacks until you get it right. And I think the biggest win of the entire week one slate were my Arizona Cardinals beating the San Francisco 49ers 24 to 20 on the road against the NFC champions. A big statement win for Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. That entire division is going to be stacked, bro. You got the Seahawks winning. You got the Rams winning. You got the Cardinals winning. The Niners are defending champions as well. Some of those injuries for San Francisco, I think, were very telling. And you need to be really accurate if you're Jimmy G, especially when you're throwing over the middle to guys like Kittle and some of these smaller target wide receivers. They do need some big bodies over there. I felt like that's been the issue for them for a while. And Sanders isn't there anymore, too. He kind of revamped that offense when he got there. So I'm not going to sell my stock on the Niners. I kind of predicted the Cardinals winning. They were one of my favorite plays. They were plus seven. Uh, I love that because I think this is going to be a team that's going to make a lot of noise this year. I had them winning the AFC, uh, excuse me, the NFC West as well. 
so that was I think that was the most impressive win. And to many, if you look at it from a betting perspective, seven point underdogs, I believe they were the biggest underdog to cash yesterday from a, a straight up win perspective. So that was the most impressive win for me. Um I kind of felt like the Jaguars was a trap game for Indianapolis. Rivers, I think Rivers is shot. Might be rough for old Phillip. And Gardner Minshew, man, that was some of the hot takes. I got some tweets from you guys, some hot takes coming in. And Minshew Mania, they're going to win the AFC South. Look, that division is not that good. We still haven't seen the Titans, what they're going to look on on Monday Night Football. But my guy, A. Cole 15, says Minshew Mania and the Jags AFC South champions. Um, I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that, but. I was I was worried about that game. I had the Jaguars as one of my favorite plays as well. So I think with the Jaguars, that was a nice win to welcome in the season, but I wouldn't hold that much stock into that one. Ravens did what they did against the Browns. Man, Baker Mayfield, I don't know what the hell is going on over there. What it was, the only thing I will say is that it was tough matchups across the board for all the Cleveland Brown players. I did not like them from a fantasy perspective. The match matchups were not good. Baltimore kind of picked up where they left off, right? Baltimore last year had the highest point differential in the entire NFL, surpassing close to 230 point point differential. And they absolutely just dominated Cleveland once again. You know, last year, this was a game that Cleveland went in there and they beat them. And then that, that started that uh, 12 game winning streak for the Baltimore Ravens. Washington football team probably going to be in first place. Shout out to my guy, Josh, man. My guy, Josh, the Washington football team should be in first place come Tuesday morning. Hell of a win. Hell of a win, right? Against the Philadelphia Eagles. Tough, tough loss for the Eagles. Um, that was not a game that you should have lost. You're up 17 nothing against a team that is really one-dimensional, and they have one weapon in Terry McLaurin, who he didn't even have a good game. So if I'm if I'm the Eagles, I'm really worried about this one. Peyton Barber, an abysmal 1.7 yards per carry, but he got 17 rushes and scored two touchdowns. Uh, Antonio Gibson let a lot of people down, but Dwayne Haskins, 17 to 31. For one touchdown, sacked three times. Serious question. Is there a better front seven in football than Washington? They sacked they sacked Carson Wentz, who that offensive line is an issue once again. But they sacked them eight times. And they had 15 QB hits. Wentz, 24 of 42, two touchdowns, two interceptions, sacked eight times, QBR of 14.2. Jalen Rieger caught the only deep bomb thrown to him for 55 yards, but it was basically Dallas Godair catching nine, sorry, yeah, getting nine targets, catching eight of them for 101 yards and a touchdown. But man... This was a really big win. I think Washington's going to Washington's going to surprise a lot of people because they have a hell of a front 7 and they can rush the quarterback with just four. And that's going to make up for a lot of the issues in the secondary and in the linebacking core. As someone that watched the Giants win all those Super Bowls in my in my lifetime just by rushing four, that gives you a lot of leeway in the secondary. So if I'm Washington, I love what I saw 
from that defensive line. And hats off to Ron Rivera, man. He had a rough week with the announcement of him battling uh, a sickness and a disease. So good for him. I've always been a Ron Rivera guy. And uh, uh, I'm happy for what they did. You know, I'm happy. I think they deserve that. And they played well. And they fought back. You know, a 17-point lead, man. That was that was rough. That was a rough, rough outcome for the Eagles. But, you know, that's a division that 8-8 eight and eight might win it. So... With Dallas, Dallas playing, I don't even know what that was with McCarthy, man. That miss, that no field goal there, like, t- why not tie it there? Really didn't understand that. Um, already, Mike McCarthy is on the hot seat right off the bat. Um, running it on third and sixes, third and fours. I'll never understand why teams do that, but... McCarthy, very, very questionable. Leak, Zeke looked phenomenal. CeeDee Lamb looked great. Michael Gallup looked great. Even even Cooper got some some targets as well. Um, it seemed like the running game for the Rams picked up where it left off in, in 2018. And maybe Gurley was the issue. I don't know because Gurley scored a touchdown in Atlanta. But we'll, we'll get to Gurley in one second. We got a new sponsor this week. Shouts to Pepsi, baby. Pepsi. The football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. I've always been a Pepsi guy, I got to say. Always been pro-Pepsi. Shout out to them for being a sponsor of the show. And while we're at it, let's get in Indeed.com. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You need to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire, with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month. Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need. And just like they have for over $3 million, businesses right now indeed is offering our listeners a free 75 dollar credit to boost your job post which means more qualified candidates will see it fast go right now to indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply offer valid through september 30th try indeed with our free 75 dollar credit at indeed.com slash blue wire this is their best offer available anywhere. Big ups to the members of the Patreon. Let me just bat this out right away, brother, brother. Uh, my girl Orvica, much love, my lady. Nick Chavez, Corey Johnson Hoops, Christopher Velasquez, my guy Piz, Ryan Pisner, and Derek Pleiates. Thank you all for contributing to the Patreon. 
We also have some new members of the Patreon, as I have it over here. Alex Harden, my guy. Alex is a good dude, man. Make sure you guys are following him on TikTok. Puts out some good stuff. Justin Bobich, hope I got that right. Probably didn't. And Noah Burnett. Once again, thank you all for joining our Patreon. Let's go back to this week one slate. What else do we have? Russell Wilson, big, big Congo, down to the kneecap Congo, coming out and throwing for four touchdowns, um, 31 of 35. Look, I will say one thing about this. You know how I felt about the Seahawks coming into the season. A lot of the numbers tell me regression is going to happen. I still feel that way. The only thing I will say is if they let Russ cook, that might be a problem. Russell Wilson came out throwing early in the first half. They put the ball in his hands as they should have. And it seemed like that was the right thing to do, obviously, with them winning 38-25 against Atlanta. And, you know, the score seemed a lot closer than it really looks. Jamal Adams all over the place. Jamal Adams coming out and saying, I never had an offense score 38, 38 points. I'm like, yeah, it's a shot to the Jets, but it's also facts. You play better defensively when you're not expected to go out and force three and out, three and out, three and out all the time. And you have some leeway knowing that a guy could come back from behind or a guy could put up a 30 spot, which I do think this offense might be able to do. Uh, Carlos Hyde led the team in carries. Chris Carson was used out of the backfield. He had a combined 12 touches in total and scoring two touchdowns. Metcalf went off four for 95 and a touchdown. Lockett underneath eight for 92 and a touchdown. And shots to our guy, Greg Olson, man. Greg Olson. Again, just gang-banging the Atlanta Falcons, scoring a touchdown against a team that he knows very, very well. Michael Thomas got hurt, like we mentioned early, high ankle sprain. I wonder what that's going to do because I felt like that game was very sloppy on both ends. There were parts of that game where I didn't know exactly who was calling the offense for, for the Saints. A lot of questionable calls, but you know, Ronald Jones led the backfield for Tampa Bay, and I think we're going to continue to see that until... Leonard Fournette gets acclimated with the offense, and Brady trusts him a lot more. Saints defense is no joke. It's legit. And both of these quarterbacks looked every part of their age. Breeze, 18 of 30 for 160 and two touchdowns. They just looked sluggish. They looked sluggish. Um, Kamara went going on the ground and through the air. But, you know, Latavius Murray had 15 carries to Kamara's 17 total touches. So not much out of that game, just that both quarterbacks looked very sluggish. I do think that the NFC is going to be super stacked this year. I can see so many teams winning the NFC. But I think every year I like to do this. Every week we just throw a team that has no chance at the playoffs. And I think leading the charge is going to be the Jets of New York, losing Le'Veon Bell for a couple of weeks. Now they're going to hand the reins to Frank Gore. Sam Darnold being pressured. Buffalo winning that game rather comfortably. Um, you know, the game, it was 21 nothing, And it just, you know, Jamison Crowder broke a long touchdown. He played really well against the Bills in the two outings last year. He's the guy that's viable for that team whenever Darnold is in because him and Darnold have great chemistry, but also Crowder last year in the two meetings against Buffalo had 27 targets. So there's something about that defense that the Jets like to exploit. 
with one Jamison Crowder. But that's about it, man. That's about it for week one. I'm excited to see what the Giants are going to look like. I'm more excited to see what Pittsburgh's going to look like. And that's really it for this week's episode. I will say there's some there's going to be another three episode week for the show. I'm going to post the Degeneration Bets week two pod on the main feed just to get you guys an idea of what the Patreon content is like. But let me read some of these hot takes right here. Uh, Maldo Man says the Ravens will go 16-0. Listen, them or the Chiefs are the only two teams that I could see doing that. So I don't think it's that crazy, but undefeated is uh, is always difficult. My guy Jordan Riley says Giants will finish higher than the Eagles. I don't know about that. Washington wins the East and win a playoff game. Burnsy, that is a steaming hot take. We mentioned Minshew Mania. Ravens going undefeated, never going to lose. LeVar Ball voice that's coming in from Mansky, The man, the legend. What a handle. And Brady really is a system quarterback. Hey, listen, man. <laughs> Thou shall not doubt the hoodie and Bill Belichick. So fun, fun week ahead coming up. We'll be back later this week with some Patreon exclusive for the main feed. Thanks for all the support. Alan and I will be back breaking down week two, and we'll have some more thoughts on what we've seen. Make sure you're following where you need to follow. Check out some of the episodes from last week, man. We did a Premier League pod. My guy Alex joined me, and uh, Brandon and Josh from Always Cheating Podcast. They were on there as well. And also, if you haven't yet, man, go and check out that NFL preview show. That was really well done and got some good feedback on that. So, We'll catch you guys later. Enjoy the rest of the week. Enjoy the Monday Night Football slate. And congrats. Taking that food right off of your grill. Nikki too ill. Can't let it drop on me spill. Clogging the lane. I'm feeling the strain. I'm here for the spot to be filled. Not to be cocky, but all of you watching while I'm in the cup paying property bills. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.